Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. Welcome everyone to a throwback edition of Sports Spectrum's podcast. I'm Jason Romano. Great to have you along on the show today. Check out our website, sportspectrum.com. Lots of great articles there. Every single podcast, daily devotionals every day at 6 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday to start your day right with the Lord. Check out the website. Lots of great content there, sportspectrum.com. Also want to thank you for listening to the podcast on whatever app you're listening on, whether it's iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're everywhere now that podcasts can be found. And it's important to click that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode of Sports Spectrum's podcast, including our episode, our throwback episode today, We're going to look back at August 6, 2018, episode number 136 of the podcast with 2012 National League Cy Young Award winner R.A. Dickey. And R.A. was really great on the show. We talked about his first season away from baseball, acclimating himself to that dad life and growing up in a broken home that he struggled through in seeking treatment about his mental health. And how faith in Christ really saved his life. And the snippet that we're going to play for you today on the throwback edition of the podcast is how he dealt with the platform that God gave him after winning the 2012 Cy Young Award. Suddenly, he's the best pitcher in the National League and his platform had elevated quite a bit playing for the New York Mets. And so how did he handle that? Take a listen to a little bit of our conversation from episode number 136 with 2012 National League Cy Young Award winner, R.A. Dickey. Well, I have to imagine, you know, having a season like that, you know, suddenly you go from being a good pitcher to being the best pitcher in the National League. That platform increases and that is an opportunity to tell others about your life and certainly about God and point people back to him. Did you recognize that? Is that something that you were aware of? Yes, it was. And it was, it was a miraculous event, really kind of how it all came together. Uh, you know, I started writing, uh, wherever I wound up, um, in 2008 and in 2008, I was in Tacoma, Washington, on a craft in a craftsman house overlooking the Puget Sound on an air mattress, uh, because that's what you know. As a minor league baseball player, you grow up trying to figure it out at Walmart uh, with a cot. Or, you know, my family wasn't there. I was just trying to rent houses and you know have enough money to. Because in, in, in minor league baseball, um, for listeners that don't understand, you know, you're you're making you know a couple thousand dollars before taxes, you know, in the minor leagues for just the mo- just the months that you play. I mean, and that's kind of where I was. I was trying to make it back as a knuckleball pitcher, um, having been a conventional pitcher for the first 10 years of my career. And, you know, I had struggled to a modicum of success in 07 when I was with the Nashville Sounds. And then in 08, I was with the Mariners and I was kind of getting a cup of coffee. And I was, I was felt like God wanted me to I, tell my story. And, and he had, he had started to give me the equipment from 05 to 08 and working with Steven to be able to do that. And I felt like it was time to share. So I wrote, started writing that book in 08. But when it got to my sexual abuse, I couldn't do it. Like I had to put it, I had to put it down. So the miracle in all this is when I signed with the Mets in 2010, 
Um, the, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I read an article one time that I'll never forget said, uh, from a Mets publication that said, you know, what are we doing signing R.A. Dickey? We're picking up people off the scrap heap of, uh, you know, and it just, it kind of resonated with some of the things I'd really struggled with. Um, you know, shame filled things kind of before I started doing work on myself and, uh, I, you know, coincidentally in 10 and 10, you know, I, I felt like it was time for me to try to start writing about my abuse. And I knew if I wrote, wrote a book, Jason, that I couldn't in order to connect with people, in order to sit with people in their pain, I, I couldn't tiptoe around what was hard. And so I knew if I wrote a book that I wanted to write, and I was an English major in, at Tennessee and really enjoyed the written word. So I had an idea how to sculpt it. But in 10, I, I started writing about it and I was able to do it in a new way. And, and it took me, you know, the all season, uh, 10 going into 11, um, where I got with, a an, a writing agent and then a public, a public, a publisher, and then a ghostwriter and Wayne coffee, who was a real friend, dear friend of mine. And we, we wrote the book, but I, I didn't have, you know, I was writing it at a time when I could have just been I could have gone, I could have stayed in the minor leagues at Buffalo and bounced around my whole career. So the, the real miracle is that something happened in 2010 where I threw a, a game in uh, Buffalo against, I think it was the Durham Bulls. And I gave up a, a leadoff single to a little bleeder over the second baseman's head. And then I retired 27 hitters in a row. And through a one hitter and something happened in that game where I was like, I think I, I have something now that I can be a consistent major league player with. Like I, I I've done enough work with the knuckleball now between Oh five and 10. So five years I've dedicated to the craft of trying to be a good knuckleball pitcher. I, I've, I've gotten the repetition down, the muscle memory down, whatever you want to say to be able to do it consistently. And ironically enough, I got called up like a week and a half later. And that was in 10. So as I was writing my book and as I was doing work on myself and as I was, um, you know, getting to a place where I felt good about writing about my abuse, I started having a lot of success at the, at the major league level after I got called up, wrote the book and throughout 11. And, and my, I had a good year in 2010, a really good year enough to come back in 2011 as, uh, as, probably the number two or three guy behind Johan Santana um, at, at the, in the Mets rotation. And so I came back in 11 and I was still writing the book and trying to figure all that out. And I ended up being like, I think I was like eight and 13 with a three, two ERA. So I pitched pretty good through 200 innings for the first time in my career. And so some good things were happening still at the major league level. Then um, they published the book and it came out at the beginning of the 12 season. So the book coming out for the public to, to buy and read and, you know, critique and judge and all that happened spring training of, of 2012. And so for the book to come out in the Cy Young year where it was going to have the best chance of being picked up and read was was no more than a major miracle, you know, for me. Like I saw that clearly as that, as that kind of timeline unfolded and God was 
reminding me daily, Hey, this is not about your baseball. Like, this is not like you're, you're back to back one hitters, you're whatever else that's, it's not about your baseball. And I had to keep reminding myself that it wasn't about my baseball because it was, that's what I wanted to believe. I wanted to believe that, Oh, I've achieved this now. And you know, I sh- this should be happening. I put in so much work. This is, this is just, you know, it's right. It's just, it's fair. It's blah, blah, blah. Like that's the enemy was attacking me in that moment and a bunch of subsequent moments after that with that. And so I, good friends and Steven and others were reminding me, Hey, look, dude, this isn't about baseball. This is about something so much better and more eternal and that will outlast your career, you know? And so you need to understand that to keep holding it lightly, like to keep holding baseball lightly. And so that it took that to remind me of that, you know, and that was so helpful. And so that was kind of, uh, in answer to your question, that was a kind of a roundabout way of getting there. But, um, yes, I was aware and others were aware that God was putting together, a kind of a mosaic, um, in order to put the book in as many people's hands as possible. And, you know, thankfully it ended up being a New York times bestseller and that's, you know, people are still asking me to share about it. And, and I have a, a, a platform now post baseball to be able to talk about Jesus and share my, my story with in a way that I hope is encouraging. And many thanks to R.A. Dickey, 2012 National League Cy Young Award-winning pitcher, for joining us here on Sports Spectrum's podcast, Throwback Edition. Go back and listen to our entire interview with R.A. when you get a chance. August 6, 2018, episode number 136 of the Sports Spectrum podcast. Lots of great content there from R.A. Dickey, who pitched 15 seasons in the major leagues with the Rangers, Mariners, Twins, Mets, Blue Jays, and Atlanta Braves. Thanks to R.A. Dickey, and thanks to you for listening. Remember to check out our website, sportsspectrum.com, for all of our content. And we really do appreciate you telling others about the stories that we're sharing here at Sports Spectrum on the intersection of sports and faith in Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time tomorrow, actually, with a brand new episode of Sports Spectrum's podcast. Have a great rest of your day.